As always here at the Pig and Whistle in Stormwind, I chat through a variety of subjects in regards to World of Warcraft. So grab a bottle or a pint, sit back and enjoy. Today's subject is going to be a little bit different and it's going to be more lore based and uh, my thoughts on the zones in the latest expansion Shadowlands. So we'll be going over the next few podcasts going over each individual zone and going to be telling you about the law behind the zone what they do in that zone and basically my thoughts and my personal opinions on how I find the zone in terms of questing in terms of just aesthetics in terms of law base my thoughts on everything in general pretty much on that zone so I think it's best that we do this in the sort of order that we go through with um like during questing in this episode moving on to Maldraxxus, Ardenweald, Revendreth and that's where we'll end it but this is a different type of podcast it's not something that I've done before in terms of like just going through the law and then giving my opinions on the zone itself so please do let me know how you feel about this type of podcast and maybe in the future there will be more that sort of, you know, are weaved in and about the other podcasts that I do. But without further ado, let's talk about Bastion and the law behind Bastion, who in inhabits the, I want to say island, but it isn't an island. The, like, you know, area, we'll call it. I, I can't think of the word. It's just a floating, like, dead land, pretty much. So... Let's get into it. First of all, simple thing is that the people who inherit, inherit, who live and basically are the natives, that's the word I'm looking for, are the natives to Bastion are the Kyrian. Now, what the Kyrian do are basically they ferry the souls of the dead into the Shadowlands. So they would uh, be looking across the many different realms planets absolutely everything and uh, whenever a soul dies they would bring it to Oribos, which is the main city i perceive it as an airport um and they basically put them before the arbiter who decides where this soul will end up whether it be bastion maldraxxus ardenwild revendreth or the moor etc i don't think they actually decide if it's the moor i think revendreth decide if it's the moor because they always get that last chance in revendreth but we'll get to that when we get to the zone so basically kyrians are the cousins or valkyr are the cousins of uh, kyrians now the valkyr were created by odin because odin saw the sort of nobility of the Kyrians, and he wanted a sort of squad like that, per se. 
They're the exact same in terms of they have the big wings, uh, you know, the big spears, trident, stuff like that. But they are sort of cousins in a way. They do the same job, they act the same way, etc. But the what souls are sent to Bastion are always going to be noble souls. That is what it is listed as. Noble souls are people who put... Uh, put themselves in the firing line before others and will always sacrifice for other people. They will inherit, they will, in the WoW universe, most likely be people who are devoted to the light. And this is like paladins, priests, etc. So any noble sort of soul is sent to Bastion. And a aspirant, I want to say, I tried to do that without like sort of spoiling what they're called, but any noble soul will be given uh, the uh, title of an aspirant. Now, an aspirant is basically someone who has one goal, and that is to ascend. So, why would they want to ascend, and what does it do, pretty much? Ascending is uh, basically pitting you up into the hierarchy so that you get your wings and you may ferry the souls onto the Shadowlands yourself. Just as you were brought into the Shadowlands by Kyrian, who has ascended, you want to do the same as uh, a Kyrian like yourself. And to do that, what they go through is a series of trials, and you have to forget your past life. This is because uh, as you're ferrying these souls, if you were to come across a soul that you have a grudge with, or that you love dearly, you would obviously be biased towards that soul in some way. So they have to forget their mortal lives in order to do their job, which is kind of upsetting, in all honesty. And this is what leads to the events of the Bastion uh, storyline. I'm not going to spoil the storyline because it is something that you should almost definitely check out because it is good fun in the Shadowlands and... uh, don't want to spoil anything really quest-wise on the podcast. I just want to give you the law behind the zone and stuff. So they want to ferry these souls onto the Shadowlands and they need to forget their mortal like duties and their lives and stuff. And they do this through eons of training. They go to different temples to help them forget, to sort of meditate, to sort of relieve them of these burdens. And... Then they go through the uh, path of ascension, which is what the covenant, this covenant specific is for the Kyrian. And this is uh, a a series of tests that put the aspirant or aspirant to be like through in order to prove their worth to become a full blown Kyrian almost. Now, once you have ascended, this is what you are called. (laughs) You are one of the Ascended. So as you move from Aspirant to Ascended, you may ferry the souls onto the Shadowlands. And there's many different uh, types of Ascended that are within Bastion. So you have the uh, Watchers. Now these ones evaluate the souls. These Kyrian evaluate the souls and they deem them worthy if... uh, if they judge, they deem you worthy if it is your time to die or not. So a very good thing that you see here 
is every Kyrian or every spirit healer that you see in World of Warcraft on Azeroth is a Kyrian watcher. And they are evaluating if it is your time to die or not. And you never die because they've not deemed it your time at the moment. So they send you back to your body, which is really cool. So they are always your spirit healer. And they are always the one who give you like res sickness and stuff like that. So it's quite cool that they are. They've been in the game since the very start of Classic. But we've given or been given some more information about them and just what they're doing there. They are judging you and judging if it is your time to pass on into the Shadowlands or not, which is really cool. I, I swear to God, I've never seen anyone pass on to the Shadowlands. No wonder it's starving of anima, but, you know, that's not my that's not my problem, is it? It's not my problem until I make it my problem, to be honest, in Shadowlands. But it's really cool that they are the spirit healers in the game that we know and that we always see this angelic like figure every time we die and they sort of point us in the direction to go and reclaim our body. So it's really cool. Now you have the bearers of the Ascended, and uh, these are the ones that bring uh, the souls across the veil. Now, this is from travelling to Azeroth for, to the Shadowlands. This is coming from Draenor to the Shadowlands. This is coming from Argus to the Shadowlands. They bring every soul from where it is into the Shadowlands and they break that barrier almost. It's like breaking the fourth wall in like a movie pretty much. But they are the ones that go out. They would probably talk to the Watchers and say, this person's time has come and you bring them back into the Shadowlands towards Oribos where they will meet their sort of judgment and be deemed or be placed into which realm they would go. So would it be Bastion? Would it be Ardenweald, etc.? So they are just the bearers and that is all they do. They bring souls across all the worlds into the Shadowlands for the Arbiter to decide who is uh, worthy to go to this place, that place, etc. You have the Collectors of the Ascended. Now, what the Collectors do is basically, they're kind of like housekeepers in a way, or yeah, just like cleaners almost. Well, some are cleaners, some are blacksmiths, you know. You kind of get the gist of it. They're, they're keeping the place clean until you get back, pretty much. Uh, what they do is they work with the stewards that are within Bastion. And the stewards are the little owl people, you know. The kind of servants, but kind of on par. They're, they're kind of servants, the little owl people. But they work with the stewards to maintain the realm. And uh, this is to maintain their own realm. They don't maintain everyone else's realm, like Maldrax, Sardom World. It is just purely they maintain Bastion. And uh, this can be ranging from anything. So this could be from making weapons and armour for their like, army. This could be to distribute in anima across the land so that nothing is starved and everyone's getting the anima that they deserve. This could be tailoring stuff. This could be just cleaning up. That simple sort of stuff. This could be anything. Now, the reason they make armour and weapons is because they have uh, wars across the realms. Now, the Shadowlands has been accessed by us, and quite easily so, to be honest, just by shattering a helm. Spoiler alert, by the way, if you didn't know. But it's quite easy to access 
for us uh, anyway, but for others, it is also easy to access other realms, other beings, and uh, they have been fighting a war against the void in Bastion for a they've always been fighting it like for a while they've always had it on sort of the edge of their like realm and they've always been pushing it back and fighting so that is why they need weapons and armor to fight the void and to keep it from corrupting like the shadowlands or bastion etc and uh, you'll see uh, more of the wars coming from the outside of the shadowlands like into the Shadowlands, if that makes any sense, with the other realms. Uh, like a little like future reference, Maldraxxus uh, fights the Burning Legion, and this is the same Burning Legion that we fought two expansions ago, and they've had dealings with the Burning Legion in Maldraxxus. So they, the Shadowlands do come into contact with outside forces, and this is why they need their weaponry, their armour and everything like that. So this is what the Ascended Collectors do. They maintain the realm by doing all of the sort of dirty work, almost. It's, uh, yeah, I'll sit at home and craft this armour for you. Yeah, I'll sit at home, make these swords. And then when the time comes, it's, yeah, you're dishing out the swords, you're giving the anima to the places that they need to have it, and everything like that. Now, these are sort of a, a few of the main ones. It's kind of like a little society in a way, isn't it, if you think about it? But if you go to Ascended and then you go above that, these are the two sort of ranks that go above the Ascended, and they are the Paragons and the Hands of the Paragons. So Paragons are basically just underneath the, the like first ascended or the archon as uh, as she is called it's kind of like their queen almost but the paragons are the ones that are in charge of their temples and these temples are the ones that help people to get to that ascended point now there's five different paragons you have paragon of purity paragon of courage paragon of uh, Oh, uh, no, I forgot. Uh, you kind of get the gist of what the Paragons are. But basically you've got... You know what? Give me a second. I'm going to find out the Paragons quick. Okay, so the five Paragons. I've got it here now. Sorry about that. I thought I had it written down, but I only wrote down two for some reason. So you've got five different Paragons. You've got the Paragon of Wisdom. You've got the Paragon of Purity. Paragon of Humility. Paragon of Courage. And the last one is uh, the Paragon of Loyalty. Now, obviously I'm not going to spoil any of this, but there are some doings with uh, the Paragons in the actual storyline. Once you progress through it, you'll see what happens and everything. It is very good. It is very intriguing. But with each of the Paragons, you have a hand. And this is like an understudy to the Paragon. And... Uh, what I was saying about these Paragons is basically they each have their own temple and this is where they train the Ascended to basically find their job within the Shadowlands. Are they going to be an Ascended like Bearer, Ascended Watcher, stuff like that. And uh, they help these uh, uh, aspirants let go of their mortal sort of deeds and their mortal like chains almost to help them ascend and bring them into the Shadowlands and be a part of the Kyrian. Now, 
again, all of this is just uh, sort of law based. There's not much that we can go off of. This is all that we know so far. There can obviously be a lot more as we progress through the Shadowlands. And uh, if that happens, I would love to make another sort of uh, podcast on it with a lot more sort of in detailed or like in detail uh, like bits here and there. But my thoughts on the zone and just the lore in general of Bastion is Bastion's beautiful in terms of the aesthetics. In all honesty, if you ramp your like environment detail up, ramp the like uh, view distance up, and you just look from a high place, it looks absolutely gorgeous. And they really did well with Bastion as a sort of because it's the first zone that you visit in the Shadowlands questing. And this is basically where you're going to spend the first couple levels. And it needs to strike you. And it really does. It's like, this is almost heaven. This is what heaven would be, like, almost. Now, in terms of the storyline, honestly, it was all right. It was all right. It wasn't great. I think it's all right because I know the other storylines and I know which one's my favourite, which one isn't, and everything like that. I know what happens throughout the entirety of Shadowlands, like the storyline anyway. And this one is good. It's good, but it isn't my favourite, in all honesty. Arden World is my favourite, but I'm not going to get into that now. That'll be when Arden World comes, like the Arden World podcast comes out. But I do think it is very good at in terms of just the aesthetic and you're basically progressing through the storyline to find out why there's uh, like Kyrian in service of the moor because the moor is the first place you technically go to in the Shadowlands but you don't actually quest there you don't actually like go through the storyline there but you just see Kyrian there and wonder what is happening that's why you're sent to Bastion in the first place that is why pretty much and I think it does serve the storyline well. It's a good starting point. You've always got to have a slow build up into like, you know, a real punch afterwards, if that makes any sense. So for what it delivers, it is very good. It's very good. The, knowing the law behind it as well now, because I did do my research a couple of days ago about it. And it's quite cool that you see these like Kyrian in Azeroth as the spirit healers. And you've always been seeing them, but you just never knew why they were there, what they were doing, pretty much. And it's nice that they've got, like, this little system. You figure out, like, where your place is within Bastion and everything. Plus, they've been fighting wars that we haven't even known about, whilst we've been fighting our own wars on Azeroth and everything. So it's quite fun to run about the place knowing the lore now and knowing what's happening, who's an aspirant, who's ascended who's like the higher ups, who's doing what within Bastion. So it's very good. Very good zone in all honesty. I'd definitely give it a sort of seven, eight out of ten. It's very good aesthetically. The aesthetics is what does it for me. It looks absolutely gorgeous and it is just incredible what they've done pretty much in the art department. But that is all for this week. Again, it's a bit of a different one, so I'm kind of nervous in doing it. But please let me know on your thoughts on the podcast. I would like to do a lot more of these law-based ones, but not, like, cram them in. I just think uh, over the course of Christmas, there's a couple things I want to try 
there's definitely going to be sort of a Christmassy themed one. So please do stay tuned. I want to say stay tuned in for that, but it's not like we're live, are we? Uh, so please just keep an eye out for that. There's the words that I'm looking for. And I would really like to just give this a good go and see how we go from there pretty much. But I would like to turn your attention to the Patreon as always. It is definitely there if you wish to give that little bit extra to the channel. Channel? I kind of want to call it a channel. Or it's a podcast at the end of the day. If you want to give that little bit extra to the podcast. I'm losing my words here a bit. My voice is going. I, I don't know. So I'm getting a bit loopy over here. But you can find the Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash pig and whistle. Again, thank you all very much for listening as always. Please let me know on the like law podcast. It, there'll be an email in the description. If you have any questions, any podcast ideas yourself, please do feel free to throw any ideas my way. Thank you all very much again for listening. And go, Valor friend. Goodbye all.